0: Thank you, Thank you very, very much, much, ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen. Right, right now, now I, I got to, to tell, tell, you tell you about, about, the, fabulous, about the, the fabulous, most groovy, groovy.
1: Bell Bottom. Bell Bottom. Uh, Bill Bill bottom. Uh, yeah! uh, and welcome. Hello,
0: everybody. The song that you're listening to is. Bell Bottoms from the John Spencer Blues Explosion. This song was featured in the film Baby Driver from the original soundtrack. And on today's episode, we review Suburbicon and the Florida Project. And our main topic is Disney potentially purchasing 20th Century Fox. Hope you enjoy
1: Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. And welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And
0: this is Kev. And
1: how was everybody doing today?
0: Got to give a shout out to uh, one of our frequent guests on the show, Josh. Today is his birthday.
1: Salute to you, Josh. <laughs> Salute to you on your uh, birthday I don't know how old you are I think you're my age
0: But I, I shall be seeing him later <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got going on today mm-hmm. uh, Pat, you recently saw Suburbicon Yes Do you want to go ahead and review it? I uh, recently saw that movie And um,
1: you said that it had bad reviews I still haven't uh, looked at the reviews But for what it was um I thought it was a pretty cool movie. It was um, directed by George Clooney, starred uh, Matt Damon, and oh my God, what was this lady's name?
0: Yeah, Matt Damon and Julianne Moore.
1: Julianne Moore was in the movie. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac is the dude from Star Wars, the series. Uh, He was in it. He had a small part in it, but his role was pretty fucking dope. Uh, he played the insurance agent um, I don't know if I should tell the whole story About what it You know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do you it You could
0: do like just a brief synopsis Just All to right. give people an idea of what it's about so, Because the marketing is pretty deceitful
1: Yeah, the marketing basically tells you That it's about, uh, you know, a town supposed to be like Pleasantville But without the, the Pleasantville look to it You know, like it wasn't black and white And it, you know, it didn't have uh, anything like crazy happening but what actually what happened is that it was craziness. Happened. It was two different stories that were being told. Uh, the story starts off as you know you they they show you a little like a little trailer of the city and everything like that, uh, which is called Suburbicon. Then from there, they they show like the newspaper man who's just walking from house to house delivering mail. He's happy. He's smiling. And then he goes to uh, he he walks over to the house and says, "Have you met your new neighbors yet?" And the people said, "No, we haven't met them." But uh, one of them was baking like a pie. One of the neighbors baking. We're baking a pie for him right now. He Said, "Wow, that's fine." He walks over to the to the house, and when he walks over to the house, he sees that um. See that? Oh, there's some movers who are just moving stuff inside the house, and then he sees like uh one of the, one of the one of the, one of the, somebody has like, uh, a suitcase and. He says, oh, hi, uh, here, here's the mail for the neighbors, if you could just give that to him," And the person said, oh, I am the neighbor. Mind you, this person is black and it's a city full of white people. So then he says, OK, he has like this weird smile and then he just walks off. And when he walks off, he goes to the neighbor's house and says, did you like the, the tone of when he said, did you see a new neighbor's? It's totally different. It's like a nervous, like, yo, I got some juice. I got some gossip to tell you. Did you see your new neighbors yet? Then after that moment, it changes. Like, uh, after that, it basically goes to, like, they're having a town hall meeting that night. And you just see people just screaming and yelling and stuff like that. And there's three people who are behind a desk trying to control everything. And one person is blaming someone else because they hide they uh they they took in this black family just because uh he thought it was he said you know i thought it would be more progressive i thought everybody would like it but everybody just hated the idea so they planned on like uh trying to drive them out of uh, the neighborhood and by doing that they put up like borders around their uh, their, their doors i mean not around their door behind, behind oh my gosh can't even speak around the perimeter of the house. They put up, like, borders and stuff like that around the perimeter, and um, one of the neighbors is Matt Damon's house. That's his family, and Matt Damon has a son, and the what you call, the new neighbors have a son as well. So, they end up playing, going to the baseball field and, you know, playing catch or whatever. You never see it in the movie. You never see it in the movie. But that's what happens. They end up playing games and stuff like that, and then Matt Damon has a wife and his wife has a twin sister his wife is in a wheelchair um, they they don't tell you that off rip of why she's in a wheelchair but you find out that she's in a wheelchair and there was a night that some burglars come to the house bring everybody downstairs into the dining room ties them up and then they get like chloroformer chloroform puts it on Matt Damon's uh, wife face they put it on Matt Damon's face they put it on the kid's face they put it on everybody's face and what you call it? Uh, apparently, Mad Damon's wife ends up dying because of that. So now Matt Damon's... Uh, she died from the chloroform? Yeah, from the chloroform because they kept it on too long. From that moment, um, his uh, his step, his sister-in-law, ends up moving in with her, or with, with the family, because it's like, you know, the son needs, you know, a female role kind of thing to, to look up to kind of thing. So, that's happening. Now, mind you, there's two different stories. There's Matt Damon's story, and now there's the story of the next-door neighbors who are black. The story's going on. So, while uh, Matt Damon's story happening, you see him going th- back to work and everything, and everybody's wishing him, like, I'm so sorry for what happened to you. Do you know anything about uh, the people who robbed your house? Did they take anything? And he says, no, they didn't take anything. They just came in and, uh, you know, they killed my wife kind of thing. So, that's happening. And um, the next-door neighbors... They're they're going through a situation that um the son the sun is you know getting real chummy with uh, the black kid whatever and you know the black kid has a he has a he found a, like one of those garden snakes and he ends up giving it to the to the to the son saying like oh here you can have it here's some crickets I give you some crickets and everything like that and they're you know they're they're friends now they're friends and they're cool they're doing that little uh, that cup on a string trick that uh, I've I don't think I've ever tried that in my life, (laughs) but they're doing that cup and the string thing from house to house. But while this is happening, the neighbors all around, they really want to get that family out. So they're constantly making noise. Like there's people on the the back of trucks who are at the gate who are like just banging drums, just banging drums, making noise and stuff like that. And they're doing that. And at night they're singing like uh, gospel hymns and stuff and uh, towards the house. So, you know, they can't sleep. But, you know, the family are sleeping, you know, because they've been through that kind of stuff. And then uh, Matt, Matt Damon's son asks them, asks the, the, the black kid, he says, you know, how do you feel about all this? And the, the black kid says, well, my, my parents say you don't give them nothing. Don't, don't show them anything. Don't show them that you care. Don't show them anything like that because they're going to feed off of it. So you see that they're still playing and they're doing that kind of stuff. And while that's happening, Matt Demon is, uh, you know, he's, uh, what you call it, he, he's, he sleeps in the in the basement because he says, oh, uh, what you call it, uh, Your he tells his son, your auntie's going to sleep in the, you know, in the bedroom, in the master bedroom, I'm sleeping sleep in the basement, I'm going to stay down here, kind of thing. So it's like, oh, damn, you know, he's just doing this. You know f- because of his kid, and at, at this moment, this is like in the middle of the movie, you don't know what the hell's happening. Then he finally goes to work when he goes to work, you find out that uh the cops might have found some uh the killers of his wife, so he's like, "Oh, snap, okay, so he ends up going to the police precinct, and when he goes to the police precinct, he sees um you know he's doing that little lineup thing. when he does the little lineup, um his son was with him. But he told his son to stay out of the room. I'm going to do this. So he did it with uh, the auntie. Stayed in there. The twin sister to his, uh, to his wife stays in there. And they look. And you see the son just like sneaks into the room. And while he's sneaking into the room, you just see like this. There's this dope ass shot that they have. It's like an over the shoulder. of. Uh, it's like a POV over the shoulder. Or basically, you're seeing what the kid is seeing. So you're seeing that the kid just going moving left to right. He's moving left to right but you're seeing like each individual person who's in the lineup and the cop asks his, uh matt damon or uh do you see anybody here who is the person that uh you know who uh, ran into your house he says no no uh the auntie says no and then the kid is still looking through the lineup and boom the last two people those were the killers and the son's like Yo, and then Matt Damon looks back and says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Somebody turns on the light. So now every, like, all the criminals can see inside, uh, see inside of the, what you call it, in, inside of the, uh, the viewing room. So they see who it is who is doing that shit. Now they go to Matt Damon's uh, job. They punch him in the face. So then, you know, things starts to make sense. It's like, oh, shit, Matt Damon wanted his wife killed. And then um, when he when uh, what you call him, Matt Damon, you find out that Matt Damon when his wife killed. You find out that that's when the dude from Star Wars comes to the house mm-hmm. and starts questioning the auntie and said that it's it's quite crazy that um you know you're going through th- uh, I'm sorry that you know your sister died, but I see that y'all put out a big claim like three years ago, um, right before she got in a car accident, you know stuff like that and and she was like. Oh yeah, we put out a big claim, kind of thing. Um, you know, just for insurance reason, kind of thing. Because we you know we just got the car like a month ago or something like that. said, okay, all right. He says so, and then you put out another one, but it was like three months before, you know, she passed away. It's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was doing that kind of stuff. And then he says, you know what? I know that you are bullshitting me. First thing, first, and, uh, first and foremost, the reason why I know is that because you said we. Because she was saying, she was constantly saying, like, we, we put out a claim kind of thing. Says, you know, I know this is your family, but it's not your immediate family. You know, so you are hooking up with, uh, with Mr. What You Call It. And she was like, I need you out of here. She says, well, just tell him that I'm come back at nine o'clock or whatever. Say, all right, cool. So you see them like you see a scene. Now it's nighttime. You see that next door. The crowd is going crazy, yelling at these people who are living there. And you just see Matt Damon and uh, the auntie who are just sitting there in the living room, just waiting for the door to knock. The door knocks, guy walks in. They were here having a conversation, and then um, Matt Damon says, "So, what do you want?" And he said, "Oh, I want all of it." He said, "I want, I want a piece of uh, the action." He says, "What do you want? I want all of it. I want all the action. I want all the insurance money that you're getting." And he's like. I don't know what you're talking about. The dude stands up and says that you're not gonna get away with it. He says, You know what happened? He says, What are you gonna do? Try to kill me? He said, You know what happens when an insurance agent ends up missing when he's on a case, when he's out on a, on a case? He says, People start asking more questions. People start so then he starts to choke. Boom. He runs outside. Matt Damon chases him with one of those hot pokers that they use for fireplaces, hits him over the head, kills him. While why this is going on, he's trying to scream out. But the people outside are yelling so loud that they can't hear anything. They can't hear anything that's happening inside that house. So Matt Damon kills that dude, puts him in his car. He drives off to like, uh, they're still building houses in this neighborhood. They, they what you call they? he drives off over there. He puts the car in that area. Now, while he's doing all that, one of the killers, what you call it, uh, is in the house. And, oh man, you know what? There's a lot more to this story. So I'm not going to finish it. (laughs) I'm not going to finish this synopsis slash story slash detailed uh, telling of this. But I just want everybody to know that this movie that I told you basically like a good two thirds of the movie. But the last bit of it is the most amazing part because it's like, you know, it's two different stories told in one. And that's the cool part about this movie. Yeah, I. But you you, but you basically you're 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 living this whole thing through the eyes of the kid. Like most of it is like, damn, this kid. The fact that he's going through all this and one of the cool part about it is that at the end of the movie. There's this scene because because Matt Damon, he has he doesn't say anything racist. He doesn't say anything like that. Nothing about the neighbors at all, but he has a sit down with his kid. At the end of all this whole shenanigans that's happening at the end of it and he says i don't want you talking to that colored kid he says no he said i don't want you hanging around him or anything like that i don't want you talking to him at all he said don't go over there we don't he said we don't socialize with those kind of people it's like "Hmm, all right and then that morning the kid ends up like playing catch with that kid with the with the what you call the black kid next door and i was like wow but, you know, the, the fact that he just went out and played catch after everything that happened. Phew, fucking crazy. dude.
0: I noticed I'm I'm looking at uh, George Clooney's filmography and not all of his movies, but most of the movies that he's directed happens to take place either in yep. that time period or before. It's mm-hmm. like he's, you know, he I, I guess he likes to get really nostalgic when he directs. You know, he did uh, Good Night and Good Luck, Leatherheads. Mm hmm. Um, the Monuments Men now Suburbicon. <clears throat> it looks like he likes to go back to that time period, although his films tend to also be political. So maybe that's the reason why he's going back to that time period. Like I don't know if he's trying to make a point as to like Well he did make well, a point. Like this is what's going on. This is what was going on in the past and now it's really not that much different. Like, you know, what exactly have we learned during this Time in between,
1: yeah. And on top of that, uh he used like old news clips in the in the what you call it in the movie that were basically like people were just saying like, "Oh, we can't have these type of people here," kind of stuff. And I thought that was just for the movie. I found out that no, these are old news clips from people who actually like were questioned by the news, and they were saying these kind of things. And I'm like, really? Wow just blatantly saying that kind of stuff and it was
0: okay rewatchability
1: uh I would I would watch it yeah I would watch it if it was on like uh you know stars or something like that wouldn't wouldn't VOD it I wouldn't like spend three dollars on it but if it was like on stars or HBO or something I would watch it and I would recommend it to someone to watch it too it's a cool movie
0: okay uh, the movie I checked out uh, recently was the Florida project. Um, this is an American drama film directed mm-hmm. and written by Sean Baker. Um, it stars Willem Dafoe, Brooklyn, Kimber- Kimberly, Kimberly Pri- uh, Prince. Let me say that again. Brooklyn, Kimberly Prince, Bria Vinay, um, and Caleb Landry drone, uh, C- Caleb Landry Jones. Got him tongue tied today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is a, this was like a very talked about um, independent film. Basically, it's just it's set during the summer, July Fourth weekend. Um, Mooney, who's a precocious six-year-old girl, lives with her mother Haley in a community of extended-stay motel guests in Kissimmee, Florida. So, um, the way the way I think it's best described uh, for this film is it's the movie about the shadow of Disneyland or of Disney World. So when you think of Orlando, normally you're you're thinking of like happiness, families, tourism, Disney World, uh, Mickey Mouse. And what the director was primarily trying to show is the sadness and homelessness that's going on right there in Orlando, right next to Disney World. Just, you know, feet away from the actual uh, resort. And you see all these homeless people living out of these motels. And the story primarily focuses on Willem Dafoe, who's the hotel manager. And you see his day-to-day routine uh, managing this motel that's filled with, like, homeless people that are just paying uh, weekly rent. And then you have the story of Haley and her daughter, who are tenants there. And the movie was... um, I mean, I personally enjoyed it. I thought um, it felt real. It felt like there were times in the movie where it felt more like a... Um, Like a documentary Rather than a film Which I think you know Is a compliment to the acting That's how realistic the acting was um, The fact that they used Just one star In the movie that has You know a, a heavy Acting resume and everyone Else either had little to no acting um, in, in their experience mm-hmm. But like their acting was so good that He Willem Dafoe Did not outshine them But they didn't outshine him. Like, Hmm. everybody was on the same level. Like, everyone fed off of each other really well. Um, The only thing, though, and I think uh, we definitely need to do an episode on this, is the ending I hated (laughs) (laughs) to... I hated it so much that I thought, like, did the movie just get... Like, did did my feeling for the film get ruined because of this ending? Um yeah you have to respect it because it was shot guerrilla style and as independent filmmakers we all appreciate that but at the same time it's like i felt like you know was it required to be shot like i i I understand there were some restrictions and that's why he chose to shoot it guerrilla style Mm -hmm. but like that ending even if it wasn't shot that way it didn't fit with the rest of the story. So it, they definitely needed to that ending definitely needed to be rewritten. To me it felt like they just kind of wanted to be risky, but they didn't know how to be risky. So they they shot something without context and that's what that that that, that was the disconnect between the film, like the meat and potatoes of it and mm-hmm. the finale of it. Um the movie has gotten rave reviews uh i mean on imdb it holds an 8.6 out of 10 um you know the it, it's gotten numerous awards at different film festivals around the world but no one has really talked about the ending and i feel like they're afraid to admit that that ending doesn't fit or maybe it's just me that feels that way um but if you're Floridian and you watch this movie, I think you'll appreciate, especially when you see the landmarks that are in the movie. I was watching the movie and I kept pointing at the screen the whole time. Like, oh, my God, I know that place. I've shopped there. I've I've driven by there. I think I've seen that motel. Like, you know, this is like real Orlando, real life, real people in the movie. So I was enjoying real problems, real world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was I mean, as far as the ending, like the, the you know, it was shot guerrilla style. It was shot on an iPhone, which was pretty cool. Because um, even though the cinematography obviously was different, but the fact that it was shot on an iPhone, I think, gives filmmakers hope. Like, if this guy made it with an iPhone, anybody The whole do movie it. was shot on the iPhone? Not the whole movie, but the whole ending sequence was oh, on his okay. iPhone. But, um, you know. Well, there was a movie that was shot on an iPhone. Yeah, recently. Movie. I forgot the name of
1: it, but, yeah, it was one of those art house movies or it's just uh it seemed like that's that's the thing that you need nowadays like you need like that niche right right you, like you can have a great script and everything like that but if you're gonna shoot you need to be able to do like some to dazzle somebody you need like nowadays there needs to have something that you shot it on that dazzles people and I mean shooting it on an iPhone is Find it dandy, but every time somebody says that they shot it on iPhone, I'm like, yeah, but what kind of lens did he use? What kind of mount? Because that's the thing that that, uh, people don't like to talk about, because they say, yeah, I just use a regular iPhone. Okay. But what kind of mount and lens did you use? Because nowadays, you could put, like, uh, any kind of lens on an iPhone. All you just need is just a mount, and if there's not a mount that exists, you can actually, like, you can have, you, you can talk to people around the world who will make a mount that exists so you can put that iPhone with that lens.
0: Yeah. Um, Rewatchability. Um, Yeah, I, I could definitely see myself watching this movie again. Um It's just, it's the finale that I'm still processing it. I'm still wondering, like, even though I hated the ending so much. Was it a good movie? Was it a good movie? Was it? I would say, yeah, 95% of it was amazing. The 95% five,
1: of the movie was good.
0: But the other 5% was just like, you just added poison to it. So I don't know if the rest okay, of it. Okay, but when you, when you look <clears throat> back
1: and you think about a good movie,
0: right? How much of that good
1: movie is the movie in total? And how much of that movie is good just because of the ending? Like Blade Runner, the first one oh, that came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the ending of that. When he just grabbed the girl and just started walking out. Cause at that time I didn't know if he was a, a replica or not. I thought it. I was like, "Oh, is he one of them?" Oh, and he just walks out with the girl. And I was like, "Okay, that's cool. That's what's up." I thought it was dope. But if if it would have just ended on, let's say, what about the scene where he was uh, where he was dangling off the roof when the guy who saved them in the whole rain thing, right? Mm-hmm. If it would have ended there.
0: I think there was a version where it did end there.
1: That it ended there. And he never got back to that chick. I would have been wondering what happened to the chick. What what happened with their relationship? Is everything cool? And I would have been I'd have been, man, I don't know. The movie was okay. Yeah. It's all right. It would've left me, it would've left it would've left too many holes. And I I'm cool with people saying, you know, like, oh let's just leave it let's just leave it uh, you know, open and mysterious and stuff. But even when you leave uh, like a story open to just have people just like guessing what the ending is, there still needs to be like a button there. Like there still needs to be some type of resolution.
0: Yeah. Don't just. And even if it's not a resolution, like let's say it's not like, um, oh, the story is resolved, mm-hmm. but it has to have like a stop sign. Like, OK, yeah, we're but, good. Yeah, because I like remember it's... when you were
1: telling me about this yesterday and mm-hmm. you said that it was basically like what they did was. You okay? You're telling the story. Let's say that you're telling the story about uh, the three little pigs, and then as soon as you get to the to the third pig's house where the wolf is about to blow it down, you're telling a whole different story about like something totally different. Like from the three little pigs, you're going to Alice in Wonderland ending. Like you're changing the whole story, the whole narrative into Alice in Wonderland. So it's like, what what just happened? Yeah, and you're just supposed to understand that. Okay, th- these are it. It just seems. I don't want to say that he just yeah but I I feel to me it just feels like maybe he needs to revisit this maybe he shoot another way
0: like if it was a if it was a documentary mm-hmm. about the homelessness that goes on in Orlando to end it abruptly like the way they did in the movie mm-hmm. I guess it would probably make more sense because because... there is no happy ending with these families. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's a a tragic uh, story. Okay. We got it. But because it is a narrative film, Mm -hmm. you got to have some type of resolution. And at the end of the movie, you don't know what happens. It's just like a, what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like what happens to each of the characters? Um, There was also another part that did kind of leave me hanging, which is a Willem Dafoe, um, there is a scene where you see he's trying to, I don't know if he's trying to connect with his son, but he, like he he asks his son to stop by the motel to help him out. And you could tell that his son is like an adult now and doesn't really have a good relationship with his dad. But like it's just for like a brief scene mm-hmm. and then you never see the son again. And it's like, why they throwing that in there? Like... Is he going to get back with it? Like, you know, is the relationship going to be repaired or is this just like another bump on the road for his journey? Just another.
1: Yeah. I think it's just more drama, you know? Cause I mean, if you really think about it, like you can think of that as just adding more yeah. drama and tension to that actual character. Like the fact that, uh, th- the fact that he's not, he doesn't get along with, uh, his son that adds another dynamic to that character is that, oh, okay, and with that dynamic, it, you know, it basically, I guess it opens up another, what you call it, another what you call, character development with him. Like, okay, he doesn't get along with his son. Maybe this shows why he's so bitter. Because he doesn't get along with his son because he knows that he screwed up in the past and he can't make it up to his son kind of thing. So, okay, that's cool. That uh, I mean, that could be it. I mean, the fact that uh, you don't see his son again. In the movie, maybe that shows that his son is like, nah, man, I'm not I'm not showing up. That's his way of sh- being like, nah, man, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be there for you when uh,
0: you need me, when you weren't there for me, when I needed you kind of thing. I can see that. I will say this. The movie, for the first like, 15, 20 minutes, mm. the movie focuses on the little girl in the film. And you see her hanging out with her friends at the motel. I think it's probably one of the most believable
1: hang hangouts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like you see these kids getting into trouble and they're rude and they're nasty. And like, you see them like for fun, they go to the second floor of this motel Mm -hmm. and they just start spitting over the balcony onto a car Mm -hmm. trying to see like who can have like the nastiest, like spit on the car. And it's like some random person's car. And she's like, starts screaming at them. And they're like, fuck you, you dumb bitch. And you see them running and it's like, they're not like kids playing hopscotch in 2017. Like it's like, no, yeah, kids are assholes these days. Yeah. This is what they do. Um, that was also really funny. I, I would say out of four stars, I'd definitely give this movie a three, three stars out of four. If, if only they would have
1: solid or three and a three,
0: half. three solid. Um, if it had an improved ending, definitely would have given it a perfect score, because uh, I thought the movie was enjoyable. All right, um, so the main story of today's podcast, mm-hmm. um, it was recently revealed that 20th Century Fox had been holding talks to sell most of the company to Disney. Right. Mind you, it it says, has been holding talks, yeah. meaning this has been going on, and we had no idea about it. Yeah, um, I found out uh, last night, actually, I think
1: we found out around the same time, because when I found out, I was like, "Yo, oh, I should post this on online." And then I saw that you posted it. They said they're in, they're 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 stalled out. Like talks have stalled a little bit. But when I was uh, talking to my friend on Xbox, uh, we were just talking about like, "Yo, can you imagine what this would do to like the Marvel universe? It'll open up a whole new bag of like possibilities. Not only just Marvel, but just um." The first three Star Wars, they will have that <laughs> like they'll have like uh, the whole like the first three Star Wars now. So now it would be like they own everything Star Wars. The first three movies, the the whole rights to all those characters, the characters in Marvel. Uh, Wolverine would probably be able to get a Deadpool meets um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie or anything of the sort. I mean, damn. I don't even know where this... Who even brought up this talks? Whoever brought up these talks is like... Oh my gosh.
0: They're becoming a franchise. I mean, they're becoming a uh, monopoly. Do you think it has anything to do with maybe Fox's stock? Maybe their stock has gone down a little bit because of all the allegations of sexual harassment. and Could be. Could be. It could be that. Um and I remember when uh, the
1: when uh, remember they were, like when they first started making these Marvel movies, and there was talks about oh, seeing if, if Marvel could make a Spider Man movie. At that time, Fox was like, "No, we're not selling the rights at all." You well, know? that was wait,
0: Spider Man or X Men? No, no, Spider Man. Because Spider Man the... is Sony. Oh shit! My bad. Wrong was Is uh, Sony and Columbia?
1: See, that's why I messed up. Because I remember back in the day when when they wanted to get Spider-Man and this is before they actually did the reboot with uh Emma Emma Stone mm-hmm. which her birthday was yesterday.
0: Happy birthday Miss Stone.
1: <laughs> what you call it? Uh she well, when they were doing that before that movie came out, they were saying like no, nah, we're never going to give up Spider-Man cuz you know, I mean, this is a uh, this is like our flagship uh story and everything like that. And there, was, there was there were along the lines of You're never going to get it, so stop asking. As soon as these movies came out and, you know, some of them bombed in the box office, whatever. whatever. Now they were like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll do like a joint venture. After that joint venture venture that came out with uh, Captain America Civil War, then it was like, oh, okay, you want to do uh, a Spider-Man movie? Sure, no problem. All you have to do is just, uh, you know, put our names at uh, lead credits we want to be we want to be first first batter up kind of thing okay so it's like they're just walking it's like a like waves on the shore man the waves just keep on crashing and just taking away a little bit of that beach one at a time kind of thing man and i mean that's what they did with uh sony but fox i didn't even know that um fox was hurting jesus christ man i mean
0: now the thing is though um if this purchase were to have were to go through Mm -hmm. um they wouldn't purchase all of fox Uh. it would just be um just certain properties of it so um, fox is said to believe that a more tightly focused group of properties around news and sports could compete more effectively um but right now the two sides are not currently talking um at this moment but what sucks about it is that, you know, if this were to go through, that means, you know, I would, I, I would think a lot of jobs would be lost. Really? Because, I mean, Disney has a massive team, man. Yeah. they got a massive, We don't need you. Company, we're good.
1: You know? Um, you know, I, I was actually, uh, when, I, when I used to sell cell phones, I was in a company that got bought out by a, uh, another company. And they liquidated, like, they didn't need us as a sales team. It's a funny feeling. I mean, they give you a severance package, but it's a funny feeling when you're, like, you're the number one. Like, your, your store is, like, the number one store in a company that sells their cell phone. And next to you know when they get bought out, they're like, yeah, you know what? Um, we don't need you. We're good. Thank you. You can take this money and you can just leave. So It's a bad feeling. So, I
0: mean, the, the Fox channel, it looks like the actual Fox channel... Would still be its own thing. Fox mm. Sports, Fox News uh, would not be owned by Disney. It's more like the film, the movie corporation and its uh, properties that would have gone over to Disney if this um, deal went through. But like you said, yeah, that means now Disney would own like X-Men property. Um, a lot of movies that, you know, the like you said, the the, the older Star Wars films. Yeah. Um what other films?
1: Fantastic Four, the Marvel uh, the the X Men series into the shared cinematic universe. While Marvel Studios, which is owned by Disney, has regained the rights to properties in this past, this would double be on the studios most important a question uh whoa. Yeah, a question in its historic given its potential. How much money is it? Like, are they going to tell us how much money they plan on doing this for? But they said they're doing it in a bullish way. Like, Disney is doing it in a bullish way. Like, yeah, you know, just give us all this. We don't want we don't want the Fox News. We don't want any of that stuff. We just want your entertainment branch. We just want all of your entertainment branch. You can keep all the, the, the news, the Fox Sports. You keep all that. We just want your entertainment branch.
0: That When it comes to deals like that, that always confuses me. Because, like, Universal did the same thing with... Um DreamWorks. Uh-huh. DreamWorks is its own company, but Universal bought DreamWorks Animation. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever you see a DreamWorks Animation movie, like Shrek, How to Train Your Dragon, that's yeah. owned by Universal. But if you're watching Transformers, no, that's DreamWorks. So, like, to buy just a section of it, always to me, that's always weird.
1: Funny thing that you say about Transformers, right? Have you seen the new one? No. Have you seen any of the... When's the last Transformers you saw? Uh
0: The... Dark side of the moon, okay. the, the, the part three. Did you see... I haven't seen four no, or five. No, I'm not
1: knocking DreamWorks if they did the, the Transformers transforming or anything like that. Even though the way that they transform, we already talked about it. It looks like it's, it just seems like mush now compared to the first movie that came out. But also, the, the special effects of the, the actual bots moving seems like it's kind of choppy compared to the footage. Of like the real time, it seems like it's um, it's like it's if the the the, if the like a different shutter speed. Yeah, exactly. It seems like it's in a different shutter speed, and when I was watching the the trailer for, oh my god, I forgot the name of Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. Those robots seem more smoother than the robots that aren't Transformer. Like the way that uh, the movement and everything like that, it seems like it's more fluent. Like, it's not a different shutter speed. It's the same shutter speed kind of thing. I don't know. It just it just weirded me out, man.
0: Yeah, if you think about it, if a, if a machine really is that big, it's going to move that slow. Yeah, it can't move as fast as Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Like, Optimus Prime is an 18-wheeler.
1: Yeah. But still, man, it's just, I don't understand. Ever since the one when they went to Japan and uh, when they had the dinosaurs and stuff like that. It seems like ever since that one, they've all been like moving at a different frame rate. I don't understand what the problem is, but let's get back to the topic at hand. This whole, I, are are you looking
0: forward to this or no? To this bio? I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I mean, it, Disney has always been this major conglomerate. Mm-hmm. It feels like they just want to keep getting bigger and bigger. The question is, it's like, is there a limit you to know? what they can buy out? Like, can, can you get so big that it's just everything's going to fall apart? Like,
1: I don't, I don't think so. And now since uh, that whole thing, uh, this company is going to be way too big to fail. Disney's going to be way too big to fail. It's They're like, going to be our entertainment source.
0: Like when I found out that they were purchasing Marvel and mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, I thought like, whoa man, that's massive. <laughs> They're gonna own Star Wars. But now it's like, dude, twentieth Century Fox, like they have a massive resume. Yeah. And you're gonna own all that? I mean, clearly, like, this wasn't like a, a decision like, all right, guys, we gotta make more money. Let's buy a company. It's why did they pick twentieth Century Fox? Like they, they there has
1: they do they really want the they I think it's more of like
0: they Maybe did 20, their research. They
1: see them sick. They must see them as sick and it's like this is a power move. We could take them right now. We could take them for everything that they have. For like pennies on a dollar or something. About how much they could have cost to how much they cost right now. Yeah. That's that that's how I see it as.
0: And of course they're gonna think long term, they're thinking like, Okay, how is this buy gonna affect us ten years from now, twenty years from now? What are we gonna gain from it? Yeah. What are what are the projections that we're gonna be making? Um,
1: and I see them, they possibly see them as a possible threat for like Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, in a future kind of thing. Like, you don't know, man, they might churn out a X an X-Men movie that might be like, holy shit, what's the next one gonna come out? Cause future past, that was a good, one. that was a good one. But I I think that was only good just because of the actors that they had in it. Like X-Men I movie, mean, the, wolf, uh, the, all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's only, like, right now I'm thinking, there's only one actor right now that I could be like, the only reason why this movie was good is because he was in it, and that was, uh, uh oh my gosh, Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. That's the only reason why that movie was good, uh, Iron Man. Everything else, you could have put any other body, you could put any other person in that that place, in that role, if they would have acted the way that the character did, It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. But, um, X Men, the only reason why, uh, First Class was any good was basically because of, uh, the actors that were in it. I can't see, like, I can't see anybody playing off those roles and it holding up as well as it did. And on top of that, man, it could be also, like, the fact that they're, they're trashing, uh, these comic book movies that could also be diluting the, the the revenue because you're watching these trash movies like oh man I think the bubble has burst on uh, superhero movies because you're over here watching these trash movies you're watching these trash shows I saw the show The Gifted on uh, Fox that they have going on and it's supposed to be about the Marvel uh, it's supposed to be about uh, MCU universe and about these you know gifted kids or whatever
0: MCU or oh not MCU the X-Men
1: X-Men universe yeah. the Fox one whatever and it's a cool show I can't lie it's a it's a cool show but with that there's also these other there's some trash superhero comic book movie TV shows and it's like why does something like this exist and that right there alone it makes me feel like man I should not be watching these uh these comic book TV shows because most of them are trash yeah. really really trash but to be honest, I'm looking forward to it. I was just looking forward to it when they bought out Marvel, the comic, kind of, uh, the what you call it, the one D, when Disney did it.
0: Another thing that gets me thinking is um, 20th Century Fox's uh, studios mm-hmm. in California. If Disney ends up buying it, they own all those studios. Does that mean oh, they're going to be okay. pumping out more movies, or you know what's going to what's going to go on with that? It could be a good thing, but I think it could also be a bad thing. Maybe they don't even want them. They'll they'll probably buy the company and then sell out all those studios.
1: I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't even know the landscape of uh, of like, well, what you call yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. You you're indifferent.
0: I'm like I don't know. I got to do more research to see like why Fox. Yeah. You know, well, why Fox has their stock. Really, who else? Who else should uh, should they buy, acquire? I don't know if they if I want them to buy.
1: Like if you were if you were Disney, would you buy out like Fox, Sony, WB,
0: Warner Brothers? I I, I think I need I think I need to know more research behind Disney in order to find out like the answer to that because I liked to see the competitiveness between these studios. Mm So if one studio is just buying all of them, it's like, then it becomes this like monopoly. Yeah, it's like this big, this one big monster instead of like, no, I want to see a battle between these studios. I want to see who can pump out. Yeah, but it's kind of like, like
1: a one-way battle right now.
0: Though. Like I like to, I like to 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 know that like, oh, you know, Universal was known for, you know, creating the horror movies and the monsters and the special effects and all of that, and then warner brothers was known for this and fox was known for that and you know it's like different flavors but if you got one company just buying everything it's just one flavor now it's you know so i don't know i i I, this is something definitely that i mean the the story is so new to everyone right now so it's like i gotta i gotta find out a little bit more
1: Mm. i mean some people have some pretty good strong like uh uh, what you call it, like, beliefs, what should happen. They said that, uh, reboot X-Men, which, of course, they will do, but they should keep them in their own universe. Keep keep a separate X-Men universe just because it makes a lot more sense. Make a Fantastic uh, Four movie uh, by, uh, Tika Watiti, the same dude who did, uh, the Thor movie, which I, I... I could see that. It can. It's probably gonna be just like a, um, just like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, b- uh, build up a big Avengers X Men crossover where the two universe meet and fight. That's based off of a comic book. There was a Avengers versus X Men based off of the comic book. That would be pretty dope.
0: I mean, if it does happen. But do you think see, that... But that, Are you exhausted with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, because
1: I don't see them that often. You see, I don't know how people can get exhausted over something that you only see once a year. It's only once a year. Probably twice a year. The max, you'll see like three a year. But, I mean, people are getting exhausted over it. Is
0: it because... Well, you saw Spider-Man this year. Yeah, that's two. And now two.
1: Thor. That's two. And... Then it's going to be uh, Justice League. That's three movies a year. But I can't be exhausted over here if I'm only seeing it three times. I know that there's some people who like maybe you watching trailers and stuff like that or you're seeing commercials and stuff. But me, I don't see any trailers. I don't see any any uh like uh, advertisement 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 for it because I mean, for the most part, if I'm watching uh, Hulu, there's no commercials on there. Uh, if I watch it, um, what's another shit that, that doesn't have any commercials? If I'm watching Netflix or anything, anything streaming, there's no commercials. Only YouTube gives me commercials. But it's like, when, how how often are they going to send me a commercial of uh, a movie that's coming out? Usually they're going to give me a commercial of, uh, like, I don't know, another YouTube channel. Oh, that, oh, get YouTube read or something like that. So I can't really be, like, exhausted over it because... I'm not oversaturated with it. I I am oversaturated with just um, finding out about like, you know, there's like uh, pages that I that I visit that are about like uh, you know X Men, Marvel, DC, the whole thing about you know just geek them. I can I follow those pages, but you know I can just turn that off. That's a faucet that I can just turn off real quick. Like if a situation like I'm like oh my god this is an over abundance of just nerd i can just turn it off go to another page find out some other stuff and on top of that man there's a lot of cosplaying chicks out there who are uh getting a little naked having a little fun <laughs> dressed as your favorite character and how can you not like that how can you get exhausted over that that's that's life that's what all the people say
0: it's a, it's, a good, it's a good time that we're living in right now. Now, <laughs> um, Disney is planning on, uh, well, I, be, I, th- I think it's already confirmed, mm. they're going to be removing all the Marvel stuff, all the Disney stuff from Netflix because yeah. they're, they're doing their creating own their thing. own streaming service. How do you feel about that? I don't feel no way at all because you know why? Are you going to subscribe to Fuck it? Fuck no. Star Wars and all the Marvel movies and all the Marvel stuff is going to be.
1: I do not give a <laughs> flying fuck. Because you know why? I'm going to be able to watch it on any one of my shit. Do you got Plex? You got Plex? <laughs> <laughs> do you got Plex? Because I got Plex. And with Plex, I saw uh, I saw Dark Tower, which wasn't that bad that everybody was talking about. I saw Dark Tower. Uh, I saw that movie, my uh, Assassin's Bodyguard. Saw it for the second time. Still not as good. Still, It got it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. Do not watch that movie two times. Just watch it once and you're good to go. Uh, what else did I see? I saw that uh, Will Ferrell and um, Amy... Damn. I am about to say Amy Schumer, but Amy, what you call it? The girl who was on... Uh, the lady who was on... SNL with Amy uh, Poehler Amy Poehler movie what movie did they do together they did a movie as they were a wife and husband and they made like a casino at their house oh yes saw that forgot about that saw that. the house I think it's called yeah I saw that uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen the what you call it like there were two movies there are two dual movies that came out at the same time there was one that came out with J, Jada Pickett and another one that came out with uh, Scarlett Johansson it's about like uh, Girls Night Out or some shit like yeah. that. Now, I saw the one with... Um, with uh, Scarlett Johansson, because that was on Plex before, and now they just released uh, the one with uh, Jada Pickett. So I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to see what the similarities are. Because they're, ba- they're basically the, the same movie. It's just like a white version and a black version. It's just like Can't Buy Me Love and uh, what's another movie that's about like... Oh, I'm gonna date this nerd because it's a it's a 'cause it's a bet, but then I'm gonna turn this nerd into like the hottest chick in school. What are those you know those dual movies? Like she's all that She's All That and Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> those movies it's just it's just like that. You you're basically watching the movie not for the comedy, you're watching it for the culture kind of thing. And uh <laughs> For the culture. For the culture. Yeah. I was so interested in she's all that,
0: watching these little white rich kids that Where's are that so over over privileged man they went to a nice ass freaking high school bro that Isn't was a it, I'm nice not talking campus. about it. it's the movie that had a freddie prince jr yeah <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> this guy like drove a and jeep they had wrangler a usher to school as the freak it was we the did dj drive a fucking jeep wrangler and then they had a usher as the dj nobody
1: at my school ever had a jeep wrangler man they had like fucking or what they call those things uh, those like hondas and shit loud ass cars a lot of people had loud cars in my in my school when I went to high school. But damn yeah, man, it's it basically that stuff. All those movies are basically the same. This movie is the same and uh I think they both did trash at the box office. I know they try to grab they try to grab a lot of people by having these celebrities play these parts. Big name celebrities that I would never think would play these parts,
0: but they did. And um There was another one. There was one that had Nick Cannon in it. What's that one called? I'm trying to find it. What's that one called? The you know where what? he like he was a, he was a nerd. Yeah, he was the nerd with the big afro, and Christina
1: Million yes. was the girl who did the uh, the bet thing.
0: I'll What's turn. the
1: name of that movie? I'll tell you in a minute. Hey Siri. Sorry, could you say that again? God damn it! Love don't cost a thing.
0: There it is. I think that's the name of the movie. Yeah. And he goes from an afro to braids. Cause, Whoa. Because cool people have braids. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Changed his whole look. Did he take off his glasses too? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Of course, man. That's the, that's the thing. Cool that's people the, don't wear glasses. That's the change. That's the, the whole tur- turnaround thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what you call it. It's, so there's three movies that are the same. And apparently those, uh, those movies are based off of a Shakespeare play.
0: Really? I think so. I think you're thinking about O. Oh was uh, based off of Othello.
1: Nah, no no no. It's it's one of these movies like this. <clears throat> What's the name of uh let me see uh Can't buy me love? Can't buy me love based off Hmm, let me see. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Love don't cost a thing. <laughs> um, Man, the poster. I really want to meet these people that Photoshop these posters together. Why? Is it is it's it horrific? So, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> They photoshopped it so it looks like Nick Cannon and Christina Milian were like taking the photo together and he's putting his arm around her or whatever. Oh, no. But they clearly were never together for this photo. (laughs) So like his arm behind her like looks so out of place.
1: So it's like one of those. This is all I can do, you guys. Unless we get them in the studio (laughs) right now. This is the best I can do, you guys. All right, we'll have to take it. All right. I mean, I think that's the episode. <laughs> Once again, I've been Pat. And this was Kev. And we'll catch y'all at the tail slate. everybody enjoyed that episode hope you got informed uh hope you guys check out both of our movies that we were talking about and the song that you're listening to is
0: the name of the song is bell bottoms from the john spencer blues explosion from the film baby driver
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh kevin you got some some uh, <laughs> some news man like uh we're about to have <laughs> some fun right now all right so i found out today that um uh, the Disaster Artist, which is the film coming soon, uh, starring James and Dave Franco, where James Franco plays Tommy Bussaud. Um They've got this pretty crazy marketing campaign going on in California. Um, there's a number that appears on all the billboards um, advertising this film, The Disaster Artist. The number is 323-616-2024. Again, that's 323 323- Six one six, two zero, two four, and what happens is if you dial this number, it's you're you you know if you're lucky, you'll be able to talk to Tommy Wusso which is really just James Franco answering the phone and talking like he was Tommy Wusso and there's countless videos now on YouTube of people actually dialing the number and actually talking to James, and he like talks back to them with I the actor know, and everything he's though. like, hi, how's your name? uh, what's your name? Oh Patrick, oh, nice to meet you, Patrick. My name is Tommy. and he like has a full-on conversation with these people so on on this uh tail slate of we seem we're gonna actually try to call tommy and we're gonna leave a crazy voice message if he doesn't pick up ready
1: hi this is tommy wiseup Wow, everyone's so excited about Amazing Movie Billboard. My phone rang all day, night. Never stopped. Stop, but like I said, busy guy. Text me a story about your life. Maybe I have an answer to
0: problems. Who knows? He
1: said text you a story? You don't
0: try. <laughs> the mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages oh, no. at this time.
1: Oh, my Goodbye. God.
0: That's crazy. I wanted to leave a voicemail. Of course, it's gonna be full.
1: But uh, we <laughs> should
0: definitely text him I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a yep. text message for him to call us back.
1: Call us back, so <laughs> that we can uh, have him as a guest on our podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> free of charge. So <laughs> that we'll, we'll have him as a guest on our podcast, and um, yeah, man, I think that's a pretty dope ass campaign, man. It's a pretty dope ass campaign um yeah uh i think that's the episode <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um stay tuned for up and coming weeks we're gonna have a couple of guests on um uh, we're gonna have people from uh real idiots they're gonna be back on the podcast but they're gonna be on the we Seen it podcast um what else oh yeah we're also i guess we're gonna have like uh a talk about uh <laughs> The Thor movie and Justice League When it comes out uh, I want to talk about I know we, we both saw Thor But we're going to try to save that For when Justice League comes out Just so we can have like Just talk about both of those fucking movies And uh, hopefully we can have this uh, Conversation at a Dunkin Donuts That's where I really I think it would be pretty dope To have one in one of those conference rooms Because uh, it's a fucking conference room <laughs> And to just showcase it And hopefully Dunkin Donuts can let us do it for free
0: <laughs> we can do a a, a special uh, sponsored by Dunkin Donuts. Donuts
1: Yeah, so we're basically going to try to get that done uh, And on top of that, we also need that, uh, that guy from Comic-Con Who's been wanting to get on our podcast for a long time, man Dude, we have not forgot about you, dude We have not forgot about you We just, I don't know, man it's, It seems like around the end of the year A lot of people want to get on this podcast but uh, we got we got your spot open. Oh, Ryan from uh, AI wants to get on the podcast. He got a short coming out, and uh, he wants to get some publicity. Ryan? So, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he wants to get on, so I, I told him uh, December will be good. But he said he has to do it after. I'm talking shop, you guys. I've been Pat. <laughs> <laughs> this was Kev. And uh, we'll catch y'all later.